Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I dive into the topic of mental contrasting and how it can turn your wishes to be fitter and healthier into actual behaviour change. This is part one. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. My name is Kate Freeman and I am a nutritionist of the registered kind and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that I am absolutely fascinated by the human condition whereby we are our own worst enemies. This whole idea of the fact that we want to act in one way, yet we end up acting in another way. And it's incredibly frustrating and I've seen it in myself in nearly all areas of my life over the years. I've seen it in my clients' lives, friends, family members, and I've just constantly thought, why is it that something can be so important to us and for us to want to make change so badly, yet we still fail to make the changes necessary to achieve it? And so, I want to start to unpack this question over the next two episodes, but I actually don't believe that there's a simple answer to this. You know, human behavior is incredibly complex. I'm a nutritionist, not a psychologist. As a nutritionist, I have a very thorough understanding of food behavior, but in terms of just overall human behavior, that's not my area of expertise. But I do know that it's extremely complicated, multifactorial, in that there are just so many things that combine together to influence our ultimate behavior. And that all of these factors, you know, are internal. So our internal thoughts and beliefs and values. There are experiences, you know, things we've been conditioned to. And that they're also external. So they're other people's thoughts and beliefs, you know, and opinions shared and and pushed upon us, you know, different things that have been acted upon us by others, right? That sometimes our decisions are conscious, sometimes they're subconscious, sometimes they're in our control, out of our control, right? Super complex. And, you know, just touching on you know, elements of psychology throughout my career, I've really come to understand that this notion of knowing that nutrition information is not enough to be healthy. You've actually got to do healthy things every day for the knowledge to be of benefit to you. And it's the doing part that's tough. You know, 5% of it is knowing what to do and being equipped with really good information and the rest of the 95% is actually putting that information into practice in a, a realistic and sustainable and easy way. And it is not easy. The doing part is tough. We're often asking ourselves, you know, maybe to do too much at once or 
Maybe we haven't particularly thought through what it is we need to do and so we procrastinate and don't do it or we have really high expectations of what the behaviour needs to look like and then we constantly can't meet it. You know, what we're doing maybe is completely unrealistic or we're following bad nutrition advice. But at the end of the day, the doing part is the most important part, but that bit's really, really challenging. Finally, the doing part is tough because, you know, just in general, our expectations of what healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle should be like is just far too high. I just think the bar for wellness has been well and truly set above and beyond what's actually necessary for good health. Um, We've been set up to believe that health is beauty and, you know, this perfectly balanced lifestyle and it potentially incorporates detoxes and powders and this special way of eating and there's this extra things that we can do to boost our immune system and to, you know, decrease inflammation and we're, we're, we're almost geared to just think there's this extra special way of doing life that's, that's going to help us be healthy and I just think that because that bar is so high and because wellness is so aspirational that we go and try and make changes for our health and, and nothing ever feels good enough. And unfortunately, is due to the fact that up to 90% of what you read and see online from social media influencers with, you know, these cult-like followings, right, 90% of it is incorrect. Because of this, we're often trying to take action on knowledge that's actually not, you know, applicable to us or it's incorrect, incomplete or out of context. And so, yeah. Trying to implement knowledge of this kind is super frustrating and actually often leads to more confusion and struggle rather than success. And I just think, you know, diet culture, whether it's social media or marketing or even when we're watching movies and reading magazines, it's just rife with misinformation on all fronts. And even the way we talk about food, is, is rife with misinformation from what we eat, when we eat, how to eat, how quickly you can change, right, how quickly you can shred fat fast, what food can do for you, how easy the diet will be to stick to, right, how quickly you'll get results. It's all madness because there's information on all of these fronts and I just think it's no wonder that I speak to people who just get to the point where they just do not care anymore. Like it's just all too hard. They are tired and absolutely over it. And I actually created um, a diet personality quiz. You can take the quiz. The link to the quiz is in the show notes of this episode in the app that you're listening to this episode on. But one of the outcomes of this quiz is tired and over it. It's for the person who just feels like this is all too hard and out of reach. And so what I want to do is just talk through what do you do if you're feeling this way? Like what if you don't care anymore? Well, I'd like to introduce you to the concept of mental contrasting, which is something I've recently come across actually in reading about um, changing behaviours and, and, and food-related behaviours and things like that. Now, I've, been, I've shared quite openly on the show about the fact that I'm seeking psychological help at the moment. So I'm seeing a psychologist for my own mental health, um, struggled with 
um, periods of low mood and anxiety on and off over most of the years that I've been an adult. And so at the moment I'm I'm getting some more help for that. And so I'm very geared towards this idea of improving my mental health and, and how I'm thinking about things. So mental contrasting sort of popped up on my reading. And because I'm so interested in this idea of behavior change, because I'm looking at changing the way I think and believe about things, I was like, oh, what is this? And I just, I loved it so much that I wanted to share it on the show. So Mental contrasting is a self-regulation strategy that is required for strong goal commitment. In mental contrasting, individuals firstly imagine a desired future um, health goal that is then contrasted with the reality um, of where you are currently. So obviously where you are now to than where you want to be. And so after reflection upon sort of thinking about this future health goal and then thinking about your current reality is that your current reality is just merely seen as an obstacle, something that you now have to overcome. And so mentally contrasting a positive future with, you know, potentially a negative reality, the theory goes, enables individuals to then translate these positive attitudes and intentions into strong commitment to a goal that they've set. Which, right, if you've got a goal and you're thinking, I always give up on these goals, mental contrasting is a a strategy to form high, strong goal commitment, right? So if you're struggling to commit to your goals, then please keep listening. So mental contrasting is based on fantasy realization theory, which is something else I've learned about recently. And it's essentially a balance between the extremes of positive thinking and negative thinking, both of which are actually demotivating. So if you think about positive thinking, it's sort of head up in the clouds. And I've talked in previous episodes on setting realistic goals, another behavior style of theory around setting goals and expectations and intentions around goals and how you can potentially measure how realistic the goal is that you've just set. And it talks about the fact that fantasizing about your future is actually detrimental to behavior change. And if you think about it, there's this whole sort of new movement that I've been seeing on on social media around what we're calling toxic positivity, which is just kind of like basically being like, it's all going to be fine and I'm going to fantasize and dream and just be 100% positive about my future without regard to my current reality. Now, I'm not quite sure how I feel about the toxic positivity movement because I, I genuinely do think that looking at the world with as the glass half full is a nice perspective to take and optimistically approaching the future is a really good thing. There's a quote out of the book of Proverbs talking about a woman and it says she smiles without fear of the future. This is certainly an aspirational thing that I find really resonates with myself on how I want to live my life. But we don't want to be just living in fantasy world about the future because that actually doesn't help us get there. And so purely just you know, thinking positively about that future goal and, oh, if I could just be like this and if, you know, when I lose weight or when I'm fitter or when I run that or when I buy that or whatever, that actually doesn't help us achieve the goal. It's it's demotivating. 
But then so is the opposite of that. So is negative thinking. And so when we are purely just focusing on the negative, all the reasons why, oh, well, like I, I don't earn enough money or um, I just don't have enough time or I'm feeling really unmotivated or I've got low energy and no diets work for me and I've just got emotional eating problems that I'll never overcome, right? We just uh, uh, fully focus on the negative. That's demotivating too because you just like you end up becoming completely demoralized and losing all hope in your ability to ever make change. And so the idea of mental contrasting is instead of, you know, being at the extremes of either positive thinking or negative thinking, it encourages your mind to balance between the two things. It's, you know, being in the bliss and happiness of realizing your wish or your goal but also balancing that out with the reality of your current situation and what it's going to take to achieve it. And when you do the genuine contrasting of the two sort of extremes, you end up forcing your brain to take more procedural action of realizing what is it actually going to take for me to realize this goal? What are the things I'm going to have to do? And then this more you know practical application of really realistically thinking through what you're going to have to do in order to achieve your goal helps create this stronger goal commitment. And so this is super, super fascinating. So I've linked to an article in the show notes on mental contrasting over on a website called Positive Psychology. And so you can go ahead and read that. But in the next episode, I'm actually going to take you through in more detail mental contrasting and how it works and and just a bit more information about it. But then we're going to use it on a food-related behavior of how you might use mental contrasting to help you achieve your goals, particularly in the area of nutrition. So have a fabulous day, team. I want you to start thinking about your preference when it comes to your future goals and whether you are just maybe spending too much time in the positive, aspirational parts of of the idea and and not balancing it with reality or if you're spending a lot of time in the negative reality without any hope for the future and seeing if you can maybe balance that out a little bit more. If you have any questions over this, please get in touch. I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a great day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.